0: Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll.
1: Hello and welcome, everyone. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. I'm Dr. Julie Kroll, and hey, we have an unconventional show today, kind of different from the norm but it's spot on as we contemplate the mysteries of all things connected and what that really means. Listen to these words. The human brain, a fragile organ that inaugurates connectivity. The first week in utero contains 100 billion neurons, 16 billion times the number of people on earth with each neuron igniting more than 10,000 synaptic connections to other neurons, totaling more than a trillion connections that store memories. If your brain functioned like a digital video recorder, it could hold more than 3 million hours of TV shows, enough video storage for 300 years. Our guest today says, not bad for a mass the size of an average head of cabbage, with the encoding, storage, and retrieval capacity to determine, on a good day, how many angels can dance on the head of a pin. But then he goes on to say, listen to this, daily I attempt to deflect a flood of disconnected synapses, as I discern a flickering picture, as if maneuvering rabbit ears on a vintage black-and-white TV, Trying to get the focus just right. So, why can't I get a clear picture? Today, we take you inside the mind of Alzheimer's. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment as you open your mind, connect with your heart, and listen as I introduce Greg O'Brien. He has more than 35 years of newspaper and magazine experience as a writer, editor, investigative reporter, and publisher. He's contributed over the years, among other publications, to the Associated Press, UPI, and USA Today. The author, editor of several books, O'Brien has published 17 books and was a founding manager, director, managing director, excuse me, of Community Newspaper Company in Boston. He lives in West Brewster on Cape Cod with his wife, Mary, Catherine. The couple have three children, Brendan, Colleen, and Connor. O'Brien was diagnosed several years ago with early-onset Alzheimer's after a head injury unmasked the disease in the making. His maternal grandfather and his mother died of Alzheimer's. Working off a cognitive reserve and journalistic grit, Greg O'Brien's writing on Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's, offers a first-person perspective on how to fight this demon of a disease. Welcome to the show, Greg. Thank you very much. Mm. Thank you. You know, I have a traditional question here, and I'm just really looking forward to your response before we dig into your story and talk about your book on polluto i want to ask our traditional question because i think this is a really important mystery to contemplate so greg i'm going to start out with a question what does all things connected mean to you
0: well probably something different now than and years ago all things connected to me right now means that um All the neurons in my brain are working together, but that can't be because in Alzheimer's what happens is that there are, um, and again, you got to bear in mind that all I ever did in high school was cut up a frog, so I'm not a medical expert, but as a journalist, uh, I put The Mind of Alzheimer's, by the way. It's the first book uh, written by an investigative reporter embedded inside The Mind of Alzheimer's, chronicling the progression of his own disease and all things connected to me, was when everything was firing on all cylinders. Um, you know, my brain uh, used to be my best friend, and now I see little chance for reconciliation. So uh, in the journey of Alzheimer's, I not to write and speak from the heart, which I believe is the place of the soul. So to me, today, all things connected means that I'm connected to my heart and to my soul. Mm. Well,
1: There's you know, that's, that's a... Beautiful response, right there, Greg. And, and when I think of that, I, your writing is so poetic and beautiful. You're a, you're a master storyteller, and I can hear it coming from your heart. I wonder, I know there's a lesson here for all of our listeners when we connect with that heart space and that soul and, and let that express what beauty can come through. Greg, are you there? Well, we may have lost our connection with Greg. I'm going to try to get him back on the line. And while we're doing that, I just want to read a quote from Greg. He's got so many beautiful quotes in this book. And so one is, and so it is in the early stages of Alzheimer's, moments of shattering terror. When one is incalculably disoriented in familiar places, not recognizing family and close friends, or when I hurl a phone across the room, a perfect strike to the sink, because in that moment I can't remember how to dial, or when I smash the lawn sprinkler against an oak tree in the backyard, because I can't recall how it works. Or I feel the dread of hallucinations of spider-like creatures that crawl regularly, some in sprays of blood along the ceiling at different times of the day, sometimes in a platoon, turning at ninety-degree angles, then floating toward me, and when I push open the flaming, hot glass door to the wood stove, bare-handed to stoke the fire, just because I thought it was a good idea, until the skin melts in a third-degree burn. Or simply, when I cry privately the tears of a little boy, because I fear that I'm alone, nobody cares, and the innings are starting to fade. Those are beautiful words of Greg O'Brien, and we're trying to get him back on the line. But his book is On Pluto, and he really gives us a firsthand story at what it, what it's like to be in the mind of someone who's um, learned they have Alzheimer's and like you listened to the words just then of what that really looks like. And like I was mentioning, Craig connecting to his heart and his soul really expresses this poetic, beautiful example of words that just flow from this place and although it's painful at times there's humor there's um information his book is is really quite incredible i'm just going to check in with our producer see if greg is back yet do we have greg back evidently not as we try to get greg get greg back greg are you there i'm back
0: yeah, yeah i got uh I didn't go out to Pluto. I just got disconnected. So,
1: <laughs> well, while you um, you weren't on Pluto, but you got disconnected. I was connecting and, and, again, and I shared with listeners uh, one uh, of I'll your back beautiful back. quotes, Greg. I can hear you talking. I'm going to stop talking over you. What were you saying?
0: Well, I disconnected. I'll call you back. But I'll go ahead.
1: Okay, Greg. What I was saying was, while you were gone, I shared with our listeners. A uh, quote from your writing that is just really beautiful about what it's like to be inside the mind of Alzheimer's. Why don't we start there with you while we we got you on here? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? After a head injury, you were diagnosed with early Alzheimer's, and and what has that been like for you? And and why did you choose to write this book?
0: Well, first of all, uh, just a background. My father died of Alzheimer's, my mother died of Alzheimer's, and I had a front row seat for both. My uh, paternal uncle died a couple of months ago from Alzheimer's, and before my father passed away, um, he was diagnosed with dementia, and uh, so I had the symptoms early on, and uh, um, horrific short-term memory, not recognizing people in familiar places, not recognizing uh, familiar places, rage. Um, Seeing things that weren't there, and then I had a serious head injury that doctors said uh, unmasked or accelerated a disease in the making and uh, then I was also given the gene test. I carry the gene APOE4, so at, at that point, um, you know, the cards were stacked against me. And um, uh, I, I believe in in, uh, in in Alzheimer's. If you look at it, it will rub you of the places, but you can pick and choose to some extent what you want to hold on to, and I've, 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 I've chosen the essence of who I am as a writer and a communicator, and as a journalist, shame on me if uh, having watched Relative of this Disease, if I didn't chronicle what was going on, and um, it's an important story.
1: You know, it is an important story. It's an extremely important story, and i just I just want to say kudos to you of how you put this together you not, You not only chronicle um, really about the disease from what we know and don't know, but you chronicle it and report it from the inside out in in a very journalistic information gathering way that gives us so much information but in a beautiful poetic storytelling way and I really appreciate your storytelling, Greg, it's really, it, it really just grabs you and pulls you into your experience.
0: Well, thank you. I, I, you know, I, I what I tried to do is, is, um, not, not, all, not all, much about me, but to use. And uh, I see some, um, in uh, the Beatles, uh, um,
1: no, I mean, I mean, like you were made. Hey Greg, you are cutting in and out again and I'm I'm hoping we can get a clearer signal, but I um I just want to let you be aware of that. I'm not sure what's happening with your signal. And I I want to um just ask you um about your experience and one one of the things that I I think is fascinating is how you use that tuning in and out kind of analogy, like using the, you know, the rabbit ears on the black and white. And I'm wondering if you could just share with our listeners what it's like when you are clearly tuned in and do you remember not remembering? Do you remember not remembering?
0: Well, I, I remember not remembering, but I don't remember well, I don't remember. I remember that yes. I forgot something, and, and, and it. It's, people have a uh, um, stereotype of Alzheimer's, which is the end stage, and that's accurate for the end stage where, where you're, you're in a bed and you're comatose, but it, it's a disease that takes 20 years to run its course. It's, it's really a death in slow motion. It's like having a sliver of your brain shaved every day, the death by a thousand cuts, and um, Today, sixty percent of my memory is is gone in, in 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 thirty seconds, or can be gone. You know, there are times when I haven't even recognized my own wife, or I'm in familiar places and I don't know people I've known all my life, or or I pick up a phone and I can't remember how to dial in the moment, or I pick up a lawn sprinkler and 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 I don't know what it does, and I'm a lawn guy, and I'm you know have a nice house on Cape Cod with a big lawn, or. Um, you know, I, in, in the wintertime, uh, on Cape Cod, I got a wood stove and when I open the wood stove, my brain tells me it's okay to push back that smoking hot piece of glass with my hand and get a second degree burn. You know, that, that's, th- those are the things that, that you don't connect on. And, and you remember that something bad happened. Um but when I forget something in, in, in a second, Um, A good example, I just came back with my family from a week in Ireland. I got a lot of relatives there. And um, I had to write everything down because I can't tell you I remember where I was and what I did because it's just gone. So I'm I'm cognizant of not remembering. I don't. I know it sounds uh, contorted, but I I don't remember what I don't remember because it's gone. It's gone in a flash.
1: Yeah, just disappears. You, You talk, you write about this early and middle stages is really being a time that's lonely and and a painful journey and I love your words a long kiss goodbye what what would you say to our listeners out there if if maybe they have a family or friend that's in these early stages of Alzheimer's what's the best advice you can give them for that person who's been diagnosed that might be in this place of pain or or loneliness?
0: Well, one of the worst feelings in Alzheimer's is the sense of feeling alone. So the extent that um, anyone who is a caregiver, and God bless them, because the caregivers are heroes of the world, and and, and it has been said that in, in 25, 30 years, there'll be two types of people, those with Alzheimer's and those caring for someone with Alzheimer's. Um, and, and unless we're able to find a cure and, and, and frankly we're making great strides but we're a long way away you know my advice uh, to people would be to try to, to understand um, about Alzheimer's maybe study, read about it um, but 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 to reach out to the person and let them know that they're not alone and I think that's the very thing because people in, in the early stages are afraid to talk about it. There, there, there are people I don't know if you're the, the, by um, and, and Lisa to my book and was made in the movie Julianne Moore won uh, the Oscar for it you know and, and it's about a woman teaching at Harvard and she has early onset Alzheimer's but she's going through the horrific symptoms I gave a speech in Cambridge Massachusetts and two Harvard professors came up and said great book I appreciate what you said and we know because we're still teaching at harvard and had alzheimer's um ronald Reagan had alzheimer's in the white house um, margaret thatcher had alzheimer's as prime minister there's a piece written about her recently about how the her fight against dementia um actually kept her in the game more and and so it's just it's encouragement and and, and telling and letting people know that that they're not alone i, I don't know if that's helpful but, but it's all I got, but I think I, I i I think it's really what people need to do,
1: yeah, yeah, you know, my grandmother had alzheimer's and and I hear you, and I think the stereotype of the end stages is is so horrific that the you know there there's just this whole unknown part. Of also like if they're not talking about it, they're not sharing, they're not reaching out, or they're in denial. It's really hard to connect and be there for people in those early stages. So I really appreciate you saying reach out and connect with them and let them know that they're not alone. So you also are really. Um, what do I want to say? When I think of you taking on the the call to chronicle this and, and to really be responsible with your words and your profession, you're really exercising your brain. What do we know about the brain research now about um, using your brain in these early stages?
0: Well, well again, let me repeat that okay, someone just joined us. I, I cut, cut up a frog in high school. Okay, So I'm not <laughs> your medical expert, but, but, but I am a journalist and I will tell you what I think people instinctively know this. The more you exercise your mind, the more you exercise the body, the better shape you're going to be in. And and, and they say this about people with Alzheimer's and without it. Every day, get up and exercise your mind and exercise your body, and it will keep you in the game longer and longer. Um, sadly, a lot of people retire, and we look forward to retirement, and then people don't have a vision. There's a wonderful scripture in uh, the Old Testament in Proverbs, the vision that people perish. You see people getting up uh, in the morning without really anything to do, and and and, and I think they 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 start to slip out. So I get up every day and know that I got a fight ahead of me. And and does it suck? I don't know if I could use that word, but I just did. It does. It sucks. And um, but 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 you keep fighting, and and you got to keep the fight up. And you know that's 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 how you have to get through the day. Mm.
1: One of the things I really appreciated about your writing, too, is talking about that day of talking about the significance of waking up in the morning and the sun rising and then going to bed at night and the sun setting. And And I loved how you started your book, looking at that weather vane and ended it that same way, too. It's like these patterns and these cycles keep you engaged just right in the moment. And, you know, it's, it's a popular thing right now to teach mindfulness, to teach present moment awareness. And if that's all we have, we're all in it together, aren't we? If we just all about this present moment. Well,
0: yeah. And, 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 you know, if you, which I know you have read the book, you know, I have a traditional belief system, but it's not my place to tell people what the belief system is. You know, I was raised Irish Catholic and I tell people I'm a a bit more evangelical now, but don't tell my my relatives in Dublin that I just left because they'd stone me. But uh, um, <laughs> we 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 all you know find that place, as I said before, the place of the heart, and and we just think we're this these bones and 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 um, uh, you know the brain and everything else. But you know what? That goes away someday. And um, it, I, I think there's a journey that we all take from the cradle to the grave. So. Is Alzheimer's a terrible disease? Yes, it is. Is there good that can come out of bad? Yes, there is. And maybe part of the good, if you listen and you search, it it really, when you feel you're losing yourself, it can help you kind of find yourself.
1: Mm. I like that. When you lose yourself, it can help you kind of find yourself. Greg, at the top of the hour, when we started the show and lost you, You were talking about writing from the heart and connecting with the heart and soul and that quality, that essence comes through in your writing. And I'm wondering about the experience of that when you get out of your mind, because, again, that's another tool and technique that we teach people in mental health is how to really get out of their mind, which likes to put things in linear form and likes to worry and likes to analyze and to really drop down into our heart and connect with that space and then connect with others from that space. Do you find that if you're in those forgetful places, are you still able to connect from that heart and soul space and, and really express from there?
0: I, I find, uh, to a large extent, on certain planes that I can. It, it's almost like, you know, just to keep it simple, because I have to these days. Someone says to you, "Tell me what's on your heart. Speak from your heart, because when you speak from your heart, uh, it's unfiltered. And in Alzheimer's, you have no filter, or you're losing your filter. You're you're you're, you're saying <laughs> what's what's on what's what's in your heart often, and." Um, it, it it's, it's the ability to override the mind. This is where you have to be careful because sometimes, often, you've got to be very careful about what you say. But, but if, if you discipline yourself, it allows you to really look inside your heart to think of what you're feeling. And, and it also comes through when I write. So when I write today, I try not to write from my brain anymore because I don't trust it so much. I try to write from my heart and and you have to kind of find that place of the heart before you write and i'm not saying that's easy but it's a process that i go through mm,
1: i i really like that one of the things that um i
0: mean sometimes i don't mean to interrupt you but sometimes i feel moved to write and, and and when i do i sit down and i write because i feel that that's my moment
1: what does your brain do when you discover what the heart has written
0: um I think the brain always tries to override, but you know, in, 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 you know, my case, it, it, the signals aren't going in the right place. So it's probably in a funny sort of way easier for me to reach that place of the heart than for someone else. Cause I'm not in Alzheimer's. You're not as much connected to the brain anymore. And th- th- this is, um, not medical by the way, we're talking emotional, but, um, but sometimes, uh, isn't, isn't a lot of things in life more emotional than it is medical?
1: Mm. Yeah, our experience is our experience, and your unique experience speaks volumes. You know, one of the other questions that I think about, and I, I'm sorry to just bombard you with some questions. Um, after our break, we're going to get into more of what people can do and, and moving forward. But one of the questions that I have for you is, When and we just have a few minutes here, Greg. If we need to finish after break, we will. But when you're in a place of of the rages or the other, since you're talking about the emotions, so so these moments um, of fury step in when you can't get something to work. What has been effective for your family or for yourself to help soothe you or calm you in those moments?
0: Um, I because i i i'm I'm kind of a loner in my own way, I mean, you may think my mother named me Gregory which is gregarious, but um at this stage of my life, I kind of when I see it coming on go up by myself. Um, I don't want a lot of pampering that's my personality' this mm-hmm. not the I mean, it's in Alzheimer's your personality often gets exaggerated, but uh, i I never really wanted to be pampered that much, and so. When I, uh, um, uh, you know, I played a lot of sports in high school and college and, and I always liked a coach who loved me, wanted better to, to get them face and make me better because they cared. And um, so when I see those moments, I try to go up by myself to try to make it better. I, I, but, but, but that's not to say that it's not ugly when that explosion comes because then I realize what just happened and I said, oh God. And, um, you know, I do a lot of apologizing and then, um, there are times when I need breaks and I can feel it coming on and I, um, make myself scarce as I said, I, at my own daughter's wedding two summers ago, I, I had to leave the reception several times just to be by myself because it was, it was too much, mm. too, too much processing.
1: Yeah. The emotional center, you know, you're tapping into this hard and a lot of times Um, there's overstimulation there as well when it comes to the emotions.
0: Right. And, and, and so, you know, you, um, you know, the scary thing um, is they all say, don't try this trick at home. Um, But the, the, the scary thing is in Alzheimer's, you never know who's going to show up. You never know um, what's going to happen from one moment to the next. Now, I've been blessed as a journalist because as a journalist, you never know what's going to happen from one moment to the next. You come in in the morning, you get an assignment, you got to be an expert on something in instant. So um, my life has been um, groomed that way. So when I get thrown curveballs and Alzheimer's, I'm used to living a professional life of curveballs. So that may put me a little ahead of other people who aren't used to People throwing curveballs at them. Curve mm. uh, does any of that make sense to you? Or?
1: Absolutely. I really appreciate your just your raw, frank um, responses to this, and and letting us experience inside the mind of Alzheimer's. I think it's really important. And and really, as I listen to you, Greg, speaking, I, I me myself as a psychologist, I'd love to just write down a lot of what you're saying to really teach to others that don't have Alzheimer's because there's some really powerful lessons for all of us right here we need to take a a quick break and um before we do that I want to let our listeners know how to find you you do have a website can you give that to our listeners
0: sure my my website is onpluto.org and um but if you're looking to buy on Pluto inside the mind of Alzheimer's it is in bookstores around the country but uh Sometimes the easiest place is Amazon.com.
1: Excellent. So the name of the book is On Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's by Greg O'Brien. And we're going to take a quick break. More when we come back, let's learn what On Pluto means and how we got that title. And then we'll talk about what you can do for your family and friends and in your community. This is an important topic. So we really appreciate Greg being with us. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, more On Pluto. On Pluto. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, it would start pretty normal, like this. But, but then, then, right, right
0: around, around here, her life would take a bad turn with her mother abusing her. And about this far in, Nikki would drop out of high school and
1: run away. Here, she'd be forced to work two jobs struggling to support Can herself. You know? And her daughter. She'd feel stuck. 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 But stuck. then, she'd decide to earn her GED diploma. She'd take my prep classes.
0: Study every night. ...and feel unstuck.
1: Because she finally hears someone say... Nikki Baker, come up and get your GED diploma. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, the ending wouldn't be the ending at all. It would be the beginning of a brighter future. For free info about GED test prep classes, call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Come to the forest... It's
0: a place not so far away, a place where you don't have to mow the lawn or babysit.
1: I saw lizards and squirrels and bugs, Ladybugs, caterpillars. It's really cool, actually.
0: A place where you don't have to make time for free time. Lots and lots of kinds of species here. Out here, you may even meet the mysterious creature known as the other you, the enchanted you. It's magic what flowers do. The adventurous you. My favorite tree, yes, that one. The free-to-be-me you. (laughs) Ask your parents to take you to this not-so-far-away place. Come to the forest, where the other you lives. But first, stop by discovertheforest.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hey, Larry, mind if I sit down? Nope. Coffee tastes like uh, coffee. So what's going on? Not much. What's new? Not much. Okay, but can you please put the newspaper down while you say not much? What what newspaper? This newspaper. Oh, dude! What happened to your face? I see one, two, three, four, five, six... Dude, what is this? Eleven pieces of toilet
1: paper stuck to your face? I'm shaving in the dark to save energy. I'm helping the environment.
0: That's a dangerous way to help the environment. Well, sometimes you have to sacrifice yourself for the greater good. Dude, there's an easier and safer way to help the environment without sacrificing yourself. Go green, go public. Take public transportation. It's good for the environment, and you won't have to live behind a newspaper. Wow. But for now, put the newspaper back up. A message from the public transportation systems across the country. To learn more, visit publictransportation.org. Now, back to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected, on Empower Radio.
1: Welcome back. You're on the, listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. And I am Dr. Julie Kroll. My guest today is Greg O'Brien with On Pluto Um the book and if you're enjoying what you're listening to and want to share it with family and friends you can go to the archives on uh, archives on the com and find it there and thank you for get, for forgiving our sound quality we had a little difficulty and hopefully the rest of the show will run smoothly so again um, all the archives and upcoming guests you can find them on the com and stay connected all week on our facebook page all things connected with dr julie and greg's book on pluto you can find lots more about it you can you can learn about greg who he is some of the events coming up the a movie yes there's a film that's being made on pluto.org again that's on org. greg help us understand the title of this book i know it has special meaning to you
0: yeah um when I was a young reporter, uh, started out at the, uh, my first daily newspaper job was at the Arizona Republic, and I covered organized crime, and, um, I would, and a lot of sensitive issues, and so I would tell, we're gonna go off record, and in my twenties, I don't know why, maybe before other people were asked, about to the planet Pluto, which is now a dwarf planet, and, um, so I would tell, uh, uh my sources, look, I'm gonna take you out, uh, to Pluto where, uh, where, where no one can hear what is said. And I said, are you okay with that? And so that became my, uh, my call name for going off record. And then later in life when, you know, I went out with friends as, as whether you're male or female, we all do that. And we talk off the record and my buddies would say, are you taking us out to Pluto to talk about the unmentionables of life that uh, stay in the room? And I said, yes, I am. And, so when I uh, um, had to deal with the symptoms of Alzheimer's, and, and, and part of it is, you know, that 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 symptom of 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 it's, it's a twenty four seven fight, and and you know, I know I sound you know decent now, but even, you know, my 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 brain is, I tell people, it's it's like a, an iPhone, still a sophisticated device, but it it, it has a um, a limited battery, uh, it breaks down, at pocket dials, and it gets lost very easily, and, So um, I had to uh, invent a place where, you know, my mind just wanted to drift out, and I had to invent a place that I was comfortable with. So I called it Pluto, and, you know, I know my mother and my grandfather have been there, and um, I've been out there, and uh, there's a day uh, when I won't come back.
1: Yeah, and not knowing when that day comes is the challenge and just staying in this present moment. I, I really appreciate that. Here's a quote from like, your... Go ahead, like, Greg. Did you but, want to say something?
0: Yeah, one of the, I, I think, strong, Chris said a lot of strong things, but, um, I'm true that on Pluto, it's not just a book about Alzheimer's, it's, it's, it's to some extent a book about life and the great dog's Bunny once said, don't take life too seriously because nobody gets out alive, so I would ask your viewers, anyone who doesn't think they're gonna die someday, please raise your right hand right now. And and so so that you know, we often it's in the natural, but we can choose the attitude as, as we go through that tunnel to a brighter light. And um and that's all about attitude. So I, I think um that has bearing in Alzheimer's and outside of Alzheimer's.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here's some of your words that you wrote today at times. I can't find the word calling it the thing, the thing, damn it, the thing. And that sucks when you rely on words for living. I have little short term memory, a progression of blanks. Close to 60% of what I take in now is gone in seconds. It is dispiriting to lose a thought in a second, 72,000 seconds a day in a 20-hour period of consciousness, to stand exposed and yet stand one's ground, to begin the grasp in fundamental naked terms who one really is, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The thing that I totally honor about you, Greg, is the way you write now in these early stages of Alzheimer's Is so incredible, and I just really honor what a masterful writer you must have been throughout your whole entire career.
0: Well, thank you Uh, again. and, And I wish I could be more articulate about it, but maybe nobody can because there's so much you know in life we don't know, but about reaching that place of the heart. But I find when I'm able to reach the place of the heart and urge listeners to, regardless of, both, you know, gender, background, religious, what preference, whatever, to, to find that place of the heart, um, I am most articulate when I find that place. Mm-hmm. And, and so there are times now in Alzheimer's when I'm writing from the heart when I, I can become more articulate and more meaningful than I was before.
1: Well, I have to tell you, I am the same way, Greg. I am most articulate when I find the place of the heart. And I think, like I said, that's a universal lesson. But did I read somewhere you are writing another book and it's just about that very thing we're talking about?
0: Yeah, I've started a book. And, and, you know, of course, the writing process for me now takes so much longer, but it's called Beyond Pluto, Journey from the Mind to the Heart. And it's an extension of On Pluto. Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. It's but exploring beautiful. that that the second book is not so much a book about Alzheimer's, but it's exploring that, that, that end stage, which, you know, I think I'm, I'm 65. Oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm a baby boomer. And um, we're the biggest bubble in, in the population. And, you know, we, we, we grew up playing by the rules, and, and then we broke the rules. And then we made new rules. And then we went off and we did, I think, some extraordinary things. You, you look at some of the writing of Baby Boomers, some of the music, some of the history, look at what we've lived through. Um, it, it's been an extraordinary time. And then a lot of us, myself included, early on, we lost our idealism when we got bills to pay and, and, and we had kids to raise. And now as the Baby Boomers are, are you know heading into some of their final laps, you know, many many of us are trying to regain that 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 sense of idealism, and I, I think in years to come you're going to hear a lot more from baby boomers as 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 beyond just another generation heading out the door. I think we're going to want to say something on the way out.
1: What would you guess that that message would be?
0: Well, hopefully it it, it it's a message in 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 wisdom. Hopefully it's a message that. We're not always right because we thought we were growing up, and then we learn by our mistakes. Hopefully, it's a message of, of, depending on how you want to define it, living your life in faith, hope, and humor, and 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 hopefully it's a message to keep listening to others and keep searching for the truth, and 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 never be content in that.
1: Mm. Nice. So this the the message and you are a, a a beautiful message keeper and um have this clarion call for this message that I think is is brilliant for all of us you are also an advocate for awareness and research and i want to make sure that we can give you some time to talk about what do we need to do as a humanity now to bring awareness to this disease and to continue on this plight for research? And where are we at with well, the research? First of all, let me point
0: listeners in the direction of good resources. Um, Alzheimer's Association is a tremendous resource. I'm on a, um, a national advisory board for early onset Alzheimer's and um, um, Go to their website, and, and they're, they're a tremendous resource of, of information and also support. And that's one of the things that people need: both you need you need information, and and you, and you need support. Uh, then you also have uh, groups like the Cure Alzheimer's Fund of Boston. They're, they're in Boston. It's Cure Alzheimer's Fund, and um, they're, they're one of the foremost uh, um, organizations who are. Putting big dollars into research, uh, you know, for a cure as, as the Alzheimer's Association is doing, and that's curealz.org, and then also another group in Washington D.C. is um, uh, u is us or U.S. Against Alzheimer's. It's a Washington D.C. based organization. I've been I'm very involved with all three. It's headed up by George and Trish Brand Brandenburg. Uh, George is is the former chief. Uh, Legal counsel for uh, CBS News and Time Warner, and and, and Trish is an award-winning, uh, you know, novelist and 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 screen and scriptwriter, um, and they're doing wonderful things to uh, to move um, our our leaders on, on on Capitol Hill and around the country to um, uh, to appropriate money for a cure, and and, and, and that, that's what it comes down to. We have a lot of researchers who who have great desires to find a cure, but 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 a cure doesn't happen without resources. And um when it comes to um Alzheimer's, um the money that is spent on research uh it pales in comparison uh, unfortunately to cancer and, and uh heart disease and, 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 and a lot of the others. It it uh because it you know, who wants to let people misunderstand Alzheimer's? It 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 scares people, damn it. I mean it's dementia. I, I, I took Latin in high school. It it has a Latin root of a Demons howling in the desert. So n- nobody wants to go there. You know, it, it, you can't remove a brain. And um, I have cancer too. I have prostate cancer, and I'm not treating it. And I did that in consultation with my family, and my doctors, because my family and friends to that place in the end that I've seen my grandmother and uh, I mean my grandfather and, and my mom. So I think we need to scream. In, in polite terms, uh, at our, our lawmakers to, uh, to, to take this on with high priority, to, to, to fund it nationally and, and at the state level for research. And, and, and the more you can reach out, and, and, you know, all those organizations are good to go through to reach out, as, you know, I said before, Us Against Alzheimer's, the Alzheimer's Association, a Cure Alzheimer's Fund in Boston, um, and, 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 and to partner up and i think um that's that's the only way we're going to get there is to partner up we're stronger with um the united voice
1: mm. yeah i appreciate that and and go out and support get involved talk to your senators talk you know, talk to all to all of our representatives the other thing is is buy this book and support that give it to other people, inform people. There's also you had a documentary film made, and there there's an organization that's creating several films. Is that correct?
0: Well, the, it gets back to the Cure Alzheimer's Fund. They they uh, and, and you could go on cure um, curealz.org. Um, okay. in, in my case, you could Google uh, a place called Pluto. Steve James, Greg O'Brien, and, and, and you'll come across the short film that Steve James, who's an award-winning uh, filmmaker, he did Hope Dreams, and um, And the uh, stages of Alzheimer's, the Care Alzheimer's Fund, uh, commissioned for uh, Emmy Award-winning uh, And Oscar winning uh, producers to produce these films on the different stages. And they've aired in film festivals around the country. And and, uh, that's that's where you can. Also, I'm working with PBS and Nova, who is coming out with a documentary uh, on Alzheimer's. It's an international documentary. It's going to be very well done um, that will be uh, airing either at the end of the year or early next year. Great. It it appears to be an extraordinary film. Suggestion: If people are interested, um, uh, NPR All Things Considered has done a series of seven segments about my journey on um, Pluto. And if anyone is interested in, in in hearing them, they continue to run, but they've done seven so far. You could Google NPR, uh, Greg O'Brien, comma Greg O'Brien, comma Alzheimer's, and, and you could come up with those. If any of those is, are educational, that that's why I offer it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to encourage our listeners to and we don't usually do that on this show, but I'm going to encourage our listeners to share this information on social media. Share it with your email list. Um, Again, get on curealz.org, curealz.org, look up a place called Pluto and get on the NPR and read those. I've read several of those um, beautiful little excerpts. And your book, again, get on your site on Pluto.org. Share this on your social media. Share it with your friends. The more people we can get in the place of awareness of this disease. And like you said, when we first started, Greg, the early and middle stages of this disease, it's really important for us to develop compassion and awareness, and not just be in the stereotypes of that end place of this disease. Well, well,
0: yeah, and, and I don't mean to interrupt, but sometimes I'm going to lose my thought, but what, what, what happens is that um, the reason why maybe we don't uh, um, take Alzheimer's as seriously as, as, as we should, first of all, it's it's the, the um, stereotype we have of it uh, and, and the fear of it, but getting back to the stereotype, oh, well, you know, it's a disease that you get when you're 85 and you're going to die anyway and that's too bad. Well, that's just not true. Um, are there cases where people can progress with the disease quicker? Sure. But the average person, that's just not true. And, and but don't take my word. Look at the expert in and Stanford. And um, it is a disease that can take 20 years to run its course. And, and there are people who are struggling through the early symptoms, like me, We still have to make a living. i got three freaking college tuitions to pay. If I lie down, my family goes into the sewer. So, you know, I I could either give up now or keep fighting every day. But there there, there are people out there who are are doing just what I'm doing, and a lot of them are afraid to speak up. Um, It's just like AIDS. Years ago, we got to make Alzheimer's popular so people begin to talk about it. Because um, I, I know cases of friends of mine that I've met now who, who had six-figure jobs as financial people. And, and a lot of things in Alzheimer's, it, it, it robs you, of in many cases, of your ability to do numbers and complicated things. Writing is more from the heart. Uh, you know, they, they talk in, in terms of uh, techniques with, with Alzheimer's that so they tell people to, to go back to the creative sweet spot, you know, the, the painting, the arts, the music. And that's so true because I think it's inadvertently getting people to the place of the soul. But you know, it, often I find with accountants or, or, or financial types or stockbrokers, a lot of these people have lost their jobs because um, they hadn't been diagnosed or they were afraid to talk about it. And people just well, we can't we can't trust you anymore. And, and they're living with that. They're living with that loss of thought disease a generation and again don't take my word for it look online see exponentially compared to the other nations disease uh, that a uh, major and and they estimate that um in in less than 10 years um uh, Alzheimer's will outstrip cancer and heart disease sevenfold, and it's it's taken out a generation. And and it's, it's um, you know there are a lot of reasons why we're living longer. Uh, we put a lot of crap in the environment, God knows what. But but this is the disease of of uh, the twenty first century.
1: Mm. When you put it in that terms, it really makes one stand up and and really listen and pay attention. Um, it is growing in you know in really scary ways. you know the other thing that you mentioned that that I think is important for all of us to be aware of too is that discrimination piece and that shame that if if we are in that early to middle stages and we share with our places of employment and our family and friends there 's more compassion and tolerance. And maybe new creative ways to work through the limitations of the disease.
0: Yeah, the more we talk about it, the more we understand it. You know, another point to understand is um, there are, are far more women with Alzheimer's men. Um, and, uh, um, you know, one of the logical things is women outlive men, you know, and, and that's, that's a fact. But there's also uh, new studies that are coming out and, and need to, to continue about the loss of estrogen with women and what that the effect that that has on the brain. And, and so all of this information is, is, is important to understand. And, and you know, all, all of us are at risk. And, um, it, you know, the, the more we know about it, the more we're comfortable talking about it, maybe the quicker we can get to a cure because there'll be more people pushing for a cure saying, damn it, we've got to stop this monster.
1: Mm, I I like that. Thank you, Greg. You know, one of the tender memories that I have of my grandmother um, was that as she lost her memory going from, of course, the, the most recent memories back, um, even on her deathbed when she didn't know anyone and um, really didn't communicate, she could still recite the Lord's Prayer. And yeah. that was such a tender and, you know, beautiful story for us all to hang on to about that faith. I'm wondering if this has changed your sense of faith. You talked about being Irish Catholic. Has this changed your sense of spirituality and faith at all?
0: Yeah, it, 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 it's enhanced it. Um, it's also taught me more and more of how imperfect I am. I always knew I was an imperfect person, and, and and now I have an imperfect mind, but but it also um, tells me that uh, that there there is something far stronger than me. And, and, and again, I tend in traditional faith terms, and, and again, it's not my place to proselytize. You know, everyone. You know, as I said before, we all need to keep reaching out. But um, it 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 uh, you know, there's a wonderful scripture in the New Testament. I believe in Corinthians, where it says, put on the mind of Christ. And and um, people can interpret that in different ways. I and mean, I have tremendous faith for the Jewish faith and, and all the other faiths. But, in, in, you know, uh, spirituality maybe finds us at different levels and in different ways. And um, maybe what I'm saying about this is we need to put on something higher than we are. Because if, if, if you know, if our minds are going and, and we say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dead, I'm then, then that's not a good thing. It's, it's like lying down in the posi- in, in wrestling is a position of defeat. And I had my doctor the other day, um, who's a skeptical guy in the faith world, but he's a wonderful man. He said, um, you've tapped into something. And I said, yeah. I said, but it isn't me. The more I tapped into it, the more imperfect I realized that I am. And, um, So I I want you to fully understand as I speak today, I'm speaking from the heart. Um, I'm speaking with with the strength of tapping into something. But I'm just an imperfect uh, Irish mech.
1: Oh, Greg, this has really been just, I think, so special to hear your words, to listen to some of your writing, and to just hear your story. So I want to thank you so much for being with us today. I want to remind our listeners, this is On Pluto. You can find Greg at onpluto.org. It's Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. Uh, Go to amazon.com, look up the book. There's so many resources right there on the website as well. Greg, we just have a couple minutes left here before we say close. So I want to say thank you, but I want to know um, just briefly, how do you want the world to remember you? Since we're talking about memory, how do you want the world to remember you?
0: Um, an imperfect guy who um, kept getting knocked on his ass and kept getting back up and urging others to do the same and walking in faith, humor, and hope. In mm-hmm. imperfect ways, but it's nobody's perfect. It's all about the perseverance.
1: Mm. Wow. Again, this is just good advice for everyone, Um, disease or no disease, your words have been inspirational. So I really want to thank you again for being with us today. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for the courage and the tenacity to stick with this and to chronicle your journey. So again, thank you, Greg. Thanks for joining us.
0: Well, this is an encouragement to me, so bless you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And next week, we'll be right back here on Empower Radio with the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Again, you can find the archive to this show on thedrjulieshow.com, thedrjulieshow.com, or empowerradio.net. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you here next week. Bye bye.